Good evening. And I just wanted to apologize for not being with you over the last week or so. It has been an extremely busy season. Busy. I don't know what was up with that. But it has been an extremely busy um, season in uh, our life, um, whether it has been with our children or um, this week I have been gone and preached revival um, in Missouri. And so uh, I was not able to do the evening devotions um, because of that, but I had a wonderful week um, preaching to a church in Missouri. Uh, the Lord really uh, was at work. Uh, there were lives that were changed. God really, He just really did a great work. And so I want to thank you for um, praying for me when I was gone. I want to thank you for understanding that uh, I was gone. And so I'm looking forward to being back into the book of Job. And uh, I'm going to give me a real quick drink of soda here. But uh, we're in Job, the 18th chapter. And if you remember where we were back before our hiatus, um, Job has been dealing with people who are telling him one thing, but yet uh, he knows that that's not the truth. And tonight I want to talk to you about something that all of us would say that we're the victim. But many times we're not the victim. We are the one that is the aggressor. And Job tonight gets to a point where he has told everyone, I don't know of any sin in my life that I've not repented from. I don't know of any situations that are causing this. Uh, and they just refuse to listen. And tonight I want to show you the pattern of how people will attack you when they don't get their way and how they will attack you when they disagree with you um, uh, in a lot of different things. This will teach you how to uh, be prepared for persecution at work. This will teach you how to be um, uh, deal with persecution at home. Uh, it will teach you how to, to really just be faithful in a world that is attacking believers. And, and I'll be honest with you, I've been in church long enough to see believers uh, attack other believers in business meetings and committee meetings. And, and so um, just know tonight that um, this is really how it starts. Look in verses 1 and 2 of chapter 18. Then Bildad the Shuite answered and said, How long till you put an end to your words? gain understanding, and afterward we will speak. When someone disagrees with you, they will begin by saying, just understand. They will try to make you realize that they're being sensible, they're being reasonable, and that you are being unreasonable. But tonight, you need to know that when you disagree with someone or someone is out to change your beliefs or to attack you, they will start by trying to convince you with reason. Well, you know this is the way it should be. But friends, when you don't listen to their reason, it goes from 
trying to convince you to be sensible to then they will scorn you. Look what it says here in verses three and four. Why are we counted as beast and regarded as stupid in your sight? You who tear your anger, yourself in anger, shall the earth be forsaken for you or shall the rock be removed from its place? So he started by trying to make them reasonable and then the argument turned to being scornful, to being spiteful. Did you hear the emotion in that? Well, who do you think you are telling me that I am stupid and you're the one that's going through all this? And so if you've ever dealt with someone who's disagreed with you, if you've ever dealt with someone who has tried to attack you, it starts out peaceful. But then the longer that tension lasts, there becomes anger. There becomes scorn. But tonight, that's not usually where it stops. Usually it turns out to a out-and-out finger-pointing, a verbal assault. And I want you to listen to just some of this tonight because we don't have time to go all of, through all of it. But if you want, you can read through verses 5 through 21, and it turns into threats. You see, people will try to reason with you. Then they will try to scorn you. And then they will threaten you to get their way and to get you to agree with them. I think we're seeing that in our country today more than ever by people who believe what the Bible says. They went from disagreeing with us on our beliefs. Then they went to being crucial and critical about our beliefs. And now they are threatening to say, well, if you believe this, you're a bigot or that you hate people or that you are, you are, um, you're, you're full of all kinds of prejudice and, 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 and things that are not true. But listen to what it says in verse 5. The light of the wicked indeed goes out, and the flame of his fire does not shine. The light is dark in his tent, and his lamp beside him is put out. The steps of his strength are shortened, and his own counsel casts him out. For he is cast into the net by his own feet, and he walks into a snare. The net takes him by the heel, and a snare lays hold of him. A noose is hidden for him on the ground and a trap for him in the road. And it just goes on with all of these warnings and all of these threats. And it's all because Job will not believe the unbiblical advice that his friends are giving him. It's all because he won't agree with them to get along. You see, you have to make this decision in your walk with God. What the Bible says and what hill am I worth dying on? What issues are non-negotiable? What issues are you not going to compromise? What beliefs do you have or principles in your life tonight that you are going to say, I shall not be moved? Because friends, when you get to that point in your life, and you become a person of deep Christian, Bible-based convictions, the world will hate you. It'll start by saying something like this. Be reasonable. Do you really believe the Bible is true? That 
the book of Genesis is like it says it was? Yes, I do. Well, don't you realize that the science and don't you realize that the smart people of this world have proven that Genesis is not true? And I would say there are many smart people who do believe the book of Genesis to be true. But if no one else believed it, God said it, and so do I. And then it goes from that to, well, you cannot teach Genesis at school. You can't talk about Genesis on college campuses. You can't be educated if you believe in the Genesis account of creation. The threats towards you and your beliefs. And tonight I want you to hear this because you and you alone, through the power and conviction of the Holy Spirit, will know what those issues are that are worth fighting for. Not every fight is worth attending. Not every argument is worth joining into. Not every crusade is worthy to be marched with. But there are some that are. And so tonight I hope that first and foremost you know that Jesus Christ died on the cross for you. That He was buried and then He rose again. And tonight, if He has saved you, if you've repented of your sins and called upon His name, you are saved. And you shall, you will go to heaven with Him one of these days. That's a non-negotiable. You need to know that sin will ruin your life. It's a non-negotiable. And so tonight, when you deal with that person at work that's out to get you, when you're dealing with those personal attacks at home, remember, they'll start by trying to make you reason with them. Then they will start to be scornful towards you. But then it will end up threatening you. And so you trust Jesus to provide for you, to protect you, and to take care of you and know that he will. And so as always, I want to thank you for listening tonight. I want to thank you for allowing me to be gone for a few days to preach revival. And I'm glad to be back and sharing with you this evening. And so know that I am praying for you. We love you. And if there is anything at all that we can do for you, we would love to do that. And so God bless you. And I look forward, Lord willing, to seeing you tomorrow night.